0: Hey guys, welcome back to Fiction Fixation.
1: We're your hosts. I'm Courtney.
0: And I'm Rose.
1: And this week we will be recapping the 2022 movie Don't Worry Darling starring Florence Pugh and Harry Styles.
0: This is one of those movies that I was so curious about from the marketing. It was marketed as like this weird mind fuckery, but I didn't want to watch it because I don't need any more trauma. My suitcase is full. My trauma suitcase is full. Thank you. And it's not a carry on.
1: It is spooky season. So sacrifices must be made.
0: Yeah, we have another creepy movie for you guys because it's still spooky season. Is it? Did it start officially or did you just decide it? It started. I decided. Okay, cool.
1: I wanted to watch it because Harry Styles is in it. That's the main reason.
0: He has... A charisma that I feel like it's just star level charisma. Like it just... Yes. He just takes up the entire screen anytime he's on there. And I do remember when this movie was first being advertised and there were clips of him in different scenes. I remember people saying, oh my God, his acting is so bad. I thought his acting was fine. Yeah, I thought he was great. Except for the fact that I could tell they gave him as little dialogue as possible. He was mostly just you know, having sex most of the time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He was. He did have very little dialogue, but just his presence on the screen, like spoke loud enough. Like it was enough. Yeah. So let's jump right into this. It takes place in this experimental special town in California in the 1950s. Every morning, the wives walk their husbands out to the car at the same exact time, Mm -hmm. and they all go to work at the same place.
0: Essentially, the town is a compound, and everybody that lives there, it's all couples, and they're all friends, and they do all seem really happy, but there are some strange things about this town, aside from the fact that it's surrounded by desert. The women are not allowed to leave the town. Only the men are allowed to leave.
1: I feel like this is how the early days of most cults feel. (laughs) You know what I mean? The women have the whole town and neighborhood that they can go around. And there's a bus that goes on right on the outskirts of the neighborhood in the town But into the actual desert, the women aren't allowed to go.
0: And they're told that it's dangerous and that the work that the husbands are doing for the Victory Project is very secretive. And girl, I don't know, like, it would kill me. You can't tell me that there's a secret I'm not allowed to know.
1: Absolutely not, no. Listen, you can tell me and it'll just stay between me, you, and my two best friends. (laughs) The thing that the husbands tell their wives is that they... The Victory Project
0: does the development of progressive materials. Progressive materials. Like, what does that even mean?
1: I have no idea. To me, it sounds like bombs, guns. (laughs) And that's what one of the wives speculates. I heard they're building bombs.
0: The buildings randomly shake and the wives are like, oh, boys playing with their toys. There's just zero curiosity and it's so bizarre to me. And so our main characters, Alice and Jack, they're, they seem to be newlyweds. They're just obsessed with each other. So Jack is played by Harry Styles and he's this charming young British man and him and his wife, Alice, are, they're just hot for each other, dude. They're just constantly, they're constantly, oh my God, I almost said slapping tacos. Why <laughs> did I, I, was trying to come up with a clever way. And I, Bumping uglies. Yeah.
1: They're constantly fooling around. Like, it doesn't even matter if other people are around.
0: Yeah, yeah. They're so in love. But then also, it seems like they're really happy. This is the main thing about this town, is that everyone seems so happy and content. Obviously, the 1950s was the era of the housewives. Women would stay back when their husbands were working, and they would clean, and they would have dinner ready, and they would wait by the door for their husband with a drink in their hand. And as I was watching this, I was like, this is, I can't, like, my husband can't watch this. This is a terrible example.
1: Yeah, exactly. The woman can watch it. That's a cautionary tale. The men,
0: <laughs> no. I would personally lose my mind. I have a very low tolerance for boredom.
1: And it seems as though the women, they listen to this motivational speech in the morning and then throughout the day from Frank. And he is the manager, the owner of the Victory Project.
0: Frank built this place and he is deemed this like genius who just came up with this concept of this town. And what kills me about Frank is that he is so freaking vague about what they're even doing. It feels like the movie is referencing self-help gurus. I've read a lot of self-help guru books, and essentially they just say a lot of exciting things without ever saying anything.
1: It's a whole lot of that toxic positivity. You can do it, girl. Nothing can hold you back.
0: But what Frank talks about in his little motivational speeches is so much vaguer. He kind of talks about how you are part of something big. You are stepping into the next frontier of humankind. You are invaluable. Like he is pumping these people up to feel like they are part of something unbelievably important but he never says what it is that they're actually part of
1: yeah it's all about the vision the mission stuff like that and again sounds a lot like a cult to me
0: it does like cults are really vague as well it's always like someone is after you this like crazy thing is gonna happen you are part of something bigger and it you know what i need an outline of what your vision is uh cult leader. I need a P I need it in PDF format. A five-year plan. I need a five-year plan. Where is this cult going? Listen, I'm not above joining a cult, but I do need a five-year plan. Do they offer health insurance? <laughs> so, um what are your benefits?
1: Yeah. What is Word of the Cult's benefits? I need to know. If this cult goes under like many cults do, mm-hmm. am I going to be financially protected?
0: What well, the thing too is like most cults don't seem to have a lot of benefits. They seem to have more drawbacks than benefits. First of all, these women, they can't leave the town. And it's, Uh I don't know, they it strikes me as like when we first start the movie, this is all new. Because I can't imagine that these women have been in this tiny, what is it? Like maybe four streets. It's a spiral. I mean, it's literally a neighborhood. Like a subdivision, yeah. So it's like, you. can you imagine living in a subdivision your entire life and you can't leave the subdivision, this is it. And all there is a mall, like that's it, there's a mall.
1: I don't understand why like none of them are asking questions. None of them, it's not, I feel as though they are all just so content to be oblivious, you know what I mean?
0: It's a very happy place to be oblivious. When you stop and think about it, what is anxiety? Anxiety is just being too aware of everything. If you shut down your awareness and you just pretend, you're not gonna be anxious. Ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is bliss. Why did I say that in such a long roundabout
1: way? Like a self-help guru. So Frank, the owner, the CEO of the Victory Project He's having a party at his house to welcome the newest member, the newest couple, because everyone's married. There's no single people here. Right. And it's a cute little party to barbecue. Everyone's having a good time until Margaret gets there.
0: Yeah. So Margaret is one of the wives, and there has been this rumor going around town that something is up with Margaret. And Alice, our main character, she was friends with Margaret and it seems like she distanced herself once Margaret started acting weird. Yes. This is also the hang up is the fact that this isn't just the town where they live. They are surrounded by their co-workers, their husband's co-workers. And so it's you can't just talk shit and it not affect your husband's job. Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah. their livelihood is connected to their behavior, which like, we yeah. would be in so much trouble.
1: <laughs> Our husbands would get fired immediately. <laughs> Your bitch ass wives are wine drunk in the front yard. You need to come and get them. (laughs) (laughs) We specifically told them not to go into the desert. Yeah. And that's the first thing they did was go into the desert.
0: You know what? Oh, my God. I'm low key starting to see parallels between this and like being a military wife living on base because it's like. You live in this little suburb, little subdivision, but it's like, you're not allowed. You're not allowed to go in these buildings. This is where the men work. I mean, there's women in the military, but like for the wives, you're not allowed to go in there. And if you obviously, if you're like wine drunk in your front yard causing a scene, it could get your husband in trouble. So it's like very interconnected.
1: I can definitely see the parallels there between being a military spouse and the Victory Project. That's a good thing. That's not your life anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so. Margaret, at the pool party, she just shows up in the back and she's like, why are we here? We shouldn't be here. They're keeping us here. And everyone's like, oh, goodness. Margaret. 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 She went crazy. Her and her son went out into the desert and he just disappeared. He died and poor thing just lost her mind.
0: Yeah. And so this kind of makes me feel really bad for Margaret because apparently she went out into the desert, which the women are not allowed to go. She took her son with her and now her son disappeared. like He's presumed dead in the desert. And so all the women are like that's why she went crazy like she's acting nuts, so because she feels guilty about her son dying but i'm thinking like uh-huh. but uh, how did her son die because if you see this desert that they're talking about there's like nothing out there
1: yeah no animals no cactuses nothing it is just flat mm-hmm. except for the mountain
0: yeah but for the most
1: part it's just flat dry earth
0: yeah You could see that Alice, she's a little bit more curious than the other wives because everyone else is just dismissing Margaret as crazy. And Alice is like, well, have you guys never wondered what was out in the desert? Yeah. It's almost like Alice doesn't blame Margaret. She's kind of like, yeah, I don't blame her for being curious. I'm low key a little curious.
1: And Alice even brings up to the other women. Do you ever wonder what they do at work all day? Mm hmm. And one of the women is like, yeah, I think they make bombs. <laughs> and like the main the main woman, Bunny, yeah. who's played by Olivia Wilde, Bunny's like, we don't question what the men do.
0: Yeah, Bunny, who is Alice's best friend, she's like, hey, there's a reason why they don't want us out there. And we should just respect that. Oh, the 1950s. Absolutely not. I have questions.
1: But Alice, she ends up running into Margaret. Mm -hmm. And Margaret tells her that she's been having nightmares.
0: So the thing is, like, when Margaret causes a scene at this party, Margaret's husband, like, whisks her away. Oh, my wife is just not feeling good. Like, you could tell the husband is so mortified and so embarrassed that his wife is causing a scene. So then when Alice runs into her, Margaret... It's like, I'm not okay. Because Alice is like, are you okay? The husband's like, oh yeah, she's fine.
1: Yeah, and he's trying to hand her a pill. She slaps his hand out of the way. Mm -hmm. And she's
0: like, I'm not okay. They're keeping us here. She says she's having nightmares. And the thing is, Alice has been having nightmares. Alice has been having these weird intrusive thoughts. Yes. And she's been having these weird visions of women in blonde wigs doing ballet, which out of context- ballet is a little bit terrifying.
1: The thing is that the clips that they show are black and white and they're old timey and it has that click, 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 click that old time film had, which I find absolutely horrifying.
0: Yeah, I have a thing with older movies. I just can't watch them. It just unnerves me for some reason.
1: It's It gives you uncanny valley.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Like acting has evolved a lot over the years. It used to be Actors used to be so exaggerated on film.
1: It's so weird. And Alice is just getting these thoughts throughout the day or while she's sleeping. She's just seeing these faces and these like bodies moving and dancing. And it's startling her. Alice is becoming not okay.
0: Yeah. And she's also having flashes of her and Jack like she can't see his face, but she knows it's him. She knows it's her husband. She keeps having flashes of her and Jack just like in a different place, but she can't like remember
1: just these weird things. And don't you think that would be so freaking driving you nuts? if you were having these little flashes of memories that you could never place. Right.
0: It's very bizarre because also, despite Alice seeming to lean towards being curious, she is brushing this off as much as possible.
1: Yeah. She's shaking off. Go with it. She's, it's no, fine. Nope.
0: I think we've all known a woman who like all the evidence kept popping up like little moles and she just kept, you know, huh pushing them back down. Like, I don't think so. Nope, nope, I don't see that. I don't see that. She just played whack-a-mole with her life. (laughs) Yes, whack-a-mole with the red flags. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Another thing, Alice is humming
1: this song. Mm -hmm. She doesn't know the song. She doesn't know the words. She only knows the tune. And she cannot place for the life of her Where she heard it.
0: Yeah, even her friend, her best friend, Bunny, is like, why do you keep humming that song? And Alice is, I don't know. It's just been stuck in my head. So these nightmares, these sleepless nights, these intrusive thoughts, all of these things that Alice has been trying to brush under the rug, they're starting to wear her down. Like she is not looking like the perfect 50s housewife anymore.
1: No, she's starting to look a little disheveled she's tired. She's exhausted. Her brain is just not in the game right now. She is just zoned out.
0: Yeah. So one morning, Alice is on the shuttle to the mall, which seems like it's the only activity like you get on the shuttle and go to the mall. Oh, because by the way, women are not allowed to drive. Only the men have cars. Only the men are allowed to drive. Because why would you need to drive? Girl, there's a shuttle. You're fine. Yeah.
1: Freedom? Why do you need freedom? Jack, who's played by Harry Styles, does teach Alice how to drive. Mm -hmm. But they just use it as foreplay, to be honest.
0: Yeah, they just have these thrill rides. Alice and and Jack are like so in love with each other. And I think that's one of the reasons why Alice keeps brushing things under the rug because she really is happy. Like she really does seem to love her life.
1: Yeah, her life is perfect. She lives in this perfect little town in this perfect little house with this perfect husband who has a perfect job. And Alice is played by Florence Pugh and Florence Pugh is perfect. (laughs) You know what I mean?
0: For sure. So Alice is on the shuttle headed to the mall one day. What the shuttle does, it goes around the entire neighborhood. It drops the women off at the mall it goes out to the outskirts of town and it makes a u-turn and then it goes back around and this time everyone gets off the shuttle but alice doesn't get off the shuttle this time
1: the bus driver kind of looks at her a little weird
0: Right, this is not normal behavior for the wives. The wives are supposed to get off the shuttle and go to the mall.
1: And as the bus driver's turning around, Alice sees a plane crash into a mountain.
0: Yeah, it's like one of those um, small propeller planes. Yes. She sees it smoking up in the sky and then crash into the mountain. And she really freaks out. She tells the bus driver... We have to go out there. Someone just crashed. They might need help. And the bus driver's like, I'm not allowed out there. But he's also like, I didn't see what you're talking about.
1: Honestly, what does she think she's going to do?
0: But that's what's crazy to me is the fact that Alice, at first, she's trying to get the bus driver to go out with her. She's like, I can't go to the desert by myself. And he's like, well, I i can't go at all. So she decides to go out there by herself. And she has to walk for what looks like probably 30 minutes 30 plus minutes, 40 minutes, probably. She's yes. walking miles and miles into the desert. And I'm like, what? Like, how are you going to help these people? You're so far away from civilization. At there's this point. no cell phones. It's the 1950s. There is no cell phones. It would have made more sense for her to go back in town and get help. But yeah, instead, she goes out into the desert and she has to go up like the there's no road. But then suddenly there is a road that goes up this mountain.
1: Yeah, it's like a spiral road that circles the mountain until it gets to the top. And she just casually walks up it. She's exhausted. You can tell.
0: Girls' feet hurt. Yeah, so at this point, she needs help. Yeah. There's about to be two victims. But when she gets to the top of the mountain, there's no plane. Yeah, there's no plane.
1: But there is this weird dome-like building with a metal staircase that just goes up to like these glass doors.
0: I was so confused when I watched this because initially it looks like a hollow shell. And as she gets closer to it, it's actually mirrored, like she could see her reflection.
1: And she's like, hello, there's nobody up there. Nobody is answering. She goes up to the mirrors and tries to look through it and something weird happens.
0: It's almost like her brain short circuits or something She gets these weird flashes, like all of the intrusive thoughts she's been having just flash into her mind more clearly. Uh Uh-huh. Really bizarre visions that she can't place. Yeah,
1: so it looks like an eye. You go into her eye, and I'm assuming into her brain, and again, you see the people dancing, and you hear Frank talking in the background. Mm -hmm. The motivational speeches that they listen to every morning and throughout their day. You hear that, and then you just see these movie clips of people dancing in black and white, and it's synchronized swimming, but with ballet on the ground,
0: and it's so weird and eerie. It is, yeah. Obviously, something happens to her, but the next thing she knows, Alice is in bed, and for a moment, I thought, oh, it was just a nightmare, because she's been having these weird nightmares, so I thought, oh, it was just a nightmare, Uh but she's wearing the dress she was wearing, when she went up there.
1: Yeah, she gets out of bed and she goes into the kitchen. Jack's cooking her dinner she starts telling him about the plane crash and all this stuff and he's babe if there is a plane crash I would have known
0: obviously this is her husband and he knows better <laughs> as all husbands in the 1950s did oh husbands in the 1950s this is what men when they kept saying the good old days it was when women were not heard and men were right even when they were wrong and it, it wasn't a good time for everybody it was a good time for Caucasian Heterosexual men.
1: Or Caucasian gay men who pretended to be heterosexual. Anyways, she chalks it up to being a nightmare. She's oh, I had the worst dream ever. But then she just tries to slip right back into her life.
0: Yeah, so Alice tries to go about her normal day. She's
1: cleaning the windows that go out to her backyard. She's windexing them, wiping them down. But then the wall behind her starts getting closer and
0: closer until it crushes her between the window and the wall. It's to the point where she can't breathe anymore. And then in an instant, the room is back to normal. So Uh very clearly this was a hallucination and Miss Girl is, nope, not today. If there is a haunting, which by the way, this is how I would act if there's a haunting, like a cup could be floating in front of me, I will ignore it. Like I will not acknowledge the ghosts, okay? Take your shenanigans somewhere else. All right. Not here.
1: We do not give poor behavior attention. (laughs) We don't.
0: And so that's what Alice is doing. Okay. Her mind is slipping. She's having these hallucinations. There's another point where she starts crushing eggs in her hand and they're empty. They're just shells. All the eggs are empty. So it's just like weird crap is happening. And she is. She's just like, this is I'm not. Nope. No questions. Zero questions. Not today as Alice is trying to get her shit together after
1: she just felt like she was being crushed to death the phone rings it takes Alice a second to shake out of it but she goes and she answers the phone and she tries to act all casual but she is terrified She is trembling Mm -hmm. it's Margaret on the phone and Margaret says you saw it too you went out there Mm -hmm. Alice is shook Alice is straight shook but instead of being instead of telling her the truth yeah i went out there i saw it Mm -hmm. she says margaret you're sick and you need help
0: yeah she you know alice essentially gaslights margaret like i don't know what you're talking about you're crazy and Uh hangs up on her and this is her friend so it it, doesn't give you the vibes of like your friend telling you that they saw your husband at the mall with barbara and they were making out and your friend is like absolutely not that didn't happen
1: Yes, you're like, I saw him with my own eyes.
0: Yeah, he was wearing that polo shirt he always wears.
1: I have this video of him <laughs> in 4K ultra high def. <laughs> um,
0: I, did, I did a 3D mapping model. I, I borrowed that machine from the dentist that like maps out your teeth. And I like yes. I mapped out him and Margaret making out and uh, I have it for you.
1: You just, th- you 3D printed it
0: for her. I 3D printed the scene.
1: <laughs> yeah. And she's still like, absolutely not. That's exactly what it's giving. I
0: got 20 signed statements from witnesses. It's nope. Girl, this is why you don't get in the middle. Like when your friend is having issues with her husband, like you just commiserate with her.
1: Yeah. Your friend hears God himself, like <laughs> Margaret.
0: Your husband's a hoe.
1: <laughs> and
0: she's- A voice coming from a bush. Yeah. He's hoeing around. Shut up, Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, so Alice is completely brushing Margaret off. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Still just chalking things up to, I don't know what she's chalking it up to. She's just in denial.
1: She's trying to ignore it completely. There's no chalking it up to anything at this point. Alice is just, everything's fine. She's ignoring it. Mm -hmm. She's gaslighting herself.
0: Yeah, but with these things, they escalate, crazy escalates. (laughs) Yes, crazy escalates. Don't we know it? So Alice is in ballet class, and as she's dancing around with the other women, she sees her reflection in the mirror as Margaret. And so Alice gets closer to her reflection, and the Margaret reflection starts banging her head against the glass, like trying to break through. It's so fucking eerie. It is so eerie. All of the hallucinations are extremely unsettling. Yes. And dark.
1: It's so eerie. And of course, Alice is shook. She starts screaming. Mm-hmm. All the other dancers stop and turn to look at her. Alice sees that she she's made a faux pas. So <laughs> she just leaves.
0: She just dips. Right. Social faux pas. She's embarrassed. She leaves and goes home. And when she gets home, Alice witnesses Margaret standing on Margaret's roof. And Margaret is standing there on the roof with a knife on her hand. Like at this point, girl. Yes. At this point, that's a whole lot of nope. Okay, what Margaret does next is uh, yes. trigger alerts. This whole movie, trigger alert. Listen, if you don't like disturbing stuff, And this is really a message to my husband because he hates listening to disturbing stuff. I always try to talk to him about serial killers and stuff, but he's not into it. God damn it, Mr. Rose. (laughs) Why won't you give me what I want? Just give her what she wants. I want to talk about murder all the time.
1: Murder discussions, okay?
0: (laughs) Yes. It's not
1: that hard. Margaret stares at Alice,
0: slits her own throat, and falls off the roof. Alice is obviously shell-shocked and her first instinct is to run toward Margaret who is now in a uh, bloody heap on the ground. But She dead. Oh, she dead, like dead. So as Alice tries to run to Margaret, these men dressed in red just come out of nowhere and just yes. some of them go to Margaret to take her away and some of them go to Alice to hold her back.
1: Yeah, so you have, two or three men that are picking up Margaret's body to take it away. And then you have two men that are dragging Alice away from the scene.
0: And the problem is everyone is telling Alice that Margaret is fine.
1: Yeah, they tell her Margaret's fine, that she slipped cleaning the windows. She just has a scratch and
0: she's at the hospital and she'll be home soon. And Alice is like, I call Cap like straight up. I know it's the 1950s, but I call Cap.
1: Alice is like, okay, with these eyeballs in my brain, (laughs) these eyeballs in my head. Yeah. I saw her knife to throat and then fall. And then I saw the bloody body. Like, yeah, 100%. It was not a scratch. She is not fine. What is going on?
0: Yeah. And you are liars. Yeah. And so Alice is trying to convey this to Jack, right? Like that this is her husband and she's begging him to listen to her. Yes. And the more everyone insists that Margaret is okay, the more Alice realizes, oh, Margaret was right. They're lying to us because like, yes. why are they hiding this? Like, why would they lie about this? They're obviously hiding something.
1: Because it's a utopian community. You can't have death. Right. Right in a utopian community. And Jack's getting really pissed at Alice. Mm-hmm. He's will you just let it go? Yeah. Everything is fine. Why are you being difficult?
0: Because Alice is also asking questions like, what do you really do for the Victory Project? What is your job? I'm a technical engineer. I'm a technical engineer. But it's like, what are you technically engineering? Do you know what I mean? Like, Uh, it could, you could be a technical engineer of weapons of mass destruction. You could be a technical engineer of computer software. There's, it's just the range of things uh you can technically engineer are vast.
1: You could be a technical engineer of McDonald's Happy Meal Toys,
0: or also a human farming plant. You know what I mean? Like, it could range from like benign to really creepy. And I think Alice at this point, she looks at Jack and she realizes, He doesn't know. He doesn't know what this is about.
1: He says, I'm not allowed to talk about it. We're not allowed to talk about our jobs, even with people outside of our departments.
0: The company is so secretive. He doesn't even know what's going on.
1: Alice starts to try to call this out and Jack loses his shit.
0: Yeah. He like screams at her and I'm like, (laughs) Harold, no. Harold, Mr. Styles, no. No, you don't call him Mr. Styles right now. Harold, <laughs> calm down. He, what Harry is saying to Alice is Harry.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: what Jack is saying to Alice is he's saying your questions. Your inquiries are putting our lives at risk. They're putting my job at risk. And he's not saying lives as in you're going to die. He's saying our lifestyle, like the life that we currently live. All of this could go away if you get me fired. Please
1: stop. You can tell she's still curious, but she also feels bad. In essence, she's like, am I actually crazy or is this legit?
0: Alice is not getting better though. I don't know how much of an effort she's making because at this point she's like, nope, I saw what I saw. You guys are straight up lying. But her hallucinations are getting worse to the point where they're affecting her behavior. Like they're not just visions anymore.
1: Alice is in the kitchen. She is putting away leftovers and she's wrapping the containers with plastic wrap. And then she just starts wrapping her head in plastic wrap just casually, just several layers.
0: It's so bizarre. She just starts wrapping her head with classic wrap. And it's so terrifying. This scene, also, oh, ter- like there were a lot of really creepy scenes. In any case, obviously, she can't breathe. But it almost looks like when Alice did this, she wasn't thinking. Like it, it seems. No, it was
1: autopilot. It, it was like
0: she was on autopilot. And she starts suffocating and so she ends up having to rip the plastic like at first she can't get it off it was so terrifying and then eventually she rips a hole and she's able to breathe but i think this scares her enough to be like okay something's wrong with me
1: yes she tells jack and jack has the doctor come and see her dr collins he's the only doctor
0: it's a neighborhood why would you need more than one doctor unless the doctor gets sick then who's gonna help him he just dies <laughs> from like a cold. Um, yeah. <laughs> he stubs his toe and gets sepsis and dies.
1: Yeah, the doctor comes and he examines her and he tells her that it's just good old-fashioned exhaustion.
0: And Alice starts asking questions about Margaret. She asks him how's Margaret doing yeah. and the doctor's like, "Oh, she took a little tumble, but she'll be fine." And Alice tells the doctor, "Dude, I saw her cut her throat like she's not okay.
1: Alice keeps asking questions and they say, okay, here we provide both mental and physical medical attention. Margaret needed both, but due to the amount of help she needs, her husband is no longer employed with the Victory Project.
0: Yeah, and it seemed like a veiled threat where they're saying, hey, your friend Margaret that you keep asking about She got her husband fired.
1: Yes, and then as the doctor goes to leave, the doctor tells Jack, shouldn't you be getting back to work?
0: yeah alice actually um, manages to steal a folder from the doctor's briefcase because he leaves it behind accidentally and she finds a folder on margaret that says security risk but when she opens it everything's redacted and so this is a little bit of a confirmation that margaret was up to something but Uh there's no information
1: yeah so poor alice she burns the folder she feels even crazier than she did to begin with. And she does what most of us would probably do. And she starts drinking whiskey straight <laughs> while staring into the fire in her pajamas.
0: Oh, I can't wait to do fireplace because it's getting chillier. I can't wait to. I have a wood burning fireplace. I can't wait to I uh, use it. We do too. We don't use ours. Oh, you got to use it. It's so cozy. It's in our bedroom. Oh my God. so cozy. Alice is not okay. She's having a meltdown. And so she does what women in scary movies always do whenever there's something really nefarious going on. And she decides to take a bath.
1: Yeah, she decides to take a bath. And she also does the thing that a lot of women in the movies do to where they try to semi drown themselves in the bath, (laughs) like
0: in the bathtub. They go underwater and then they come up gasping for air and- It's weird because it doesn't seem like that much time passed, but then suddenly Jack is home. So I feel like Alice is losing time. Time is passing in weird ways.
1: Yeah, Jack comes in and he's like, hey, we're going to be late. You
0: need to get ready.
1: He picked out this beautiful dress for her. So
0: Frank... The boss, the the cult leader, if you will, the unofficial yes. the unofficial cult leader. He's throwing a massive party for the company, and this is where you get a sense for just how many people live in this town. There's a lot of people in here. There's probably like a hundred people.
1: Yeah, there's a whole bunch of people. There seems to be no real reason for this party. It's just because it's a why not party. <laughs> you you know what? Why not? They're at this party. Alice is super uncomfortable and Frank gets on the stage and starts talking. Alice starts to beg Jack to leave.
0: Yeah, it's almost like she is getting a bad feeling because she saw the doctor looking over at her and then kind of whisper to Frank. And so Alice just has this bad feeling that they're plotting against her. Yes, Jack refuses to
1: leave And then Frank calls Jack up to the stage. Frank starts giving the speech about how talented Jack is and he promotes him and starts thanking Jack for his loyalty.
0: In this company, when they promote you, they give you a ring. And it's something so unnerving about it's almost like he's getting engaged to the company. His boss put a ring on his finger. And listen, there is no bigger red flag in a company than when they ask for your loyalty. My loyalty is tied directly to my paycheck. Do you know what I'm saying? When Frank is promoting Jack, he's giving all of these vague speeches that are just pumping up Jack's head. He's talking about how like yes, Jack is part of something big. And again, all of this wording that just, it's such, it's so culty. You're part of something bigger, you have this calling. And it's like, what is this really about? And not just that, Frank is looking right at Alice and it's so uh-huh. clear to Alice that Frank is promoting Jack, to endear Jack to the company, to make Jack more committed to the company.
1: Jack is obviously falling for it. Mm-hmm. And then I don't understand this. They take Jack's suit jacket off and like he starts dancing. <laughs> like you get promoted and then you have to dance lucky dance. You know what I mean?
0: Well, he's like dancing on a bar. Like, listen... This company, cult or not, it throws some lit-ass parties, which is actually, you know what, maybe it's the sign of a cult. If your company throws some lit parties, they're probably a cult, because I've seen those parties that all those MLMs and stuff throw, and they look really cool.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. No, this... The Victory Project probably is just a men's MLM.
0: Oh, my God. It totally
1: is. (laughs) You just have to bring in your downline. Yes. You know? Totally. Meanwhile, while Jack is on stage dancing like a maniac, Alice is in the bathroom having a panic attack.
0: She's having a hardcore panic attack. Her friend Bunny comes in and Bunny is so sweet. She's trying to... She's trying to be there for Alice. Honey, what's going on? Talk to me. What's wrong? And Alice tells her everything. She's like, I went out to the desert. I touched this weird building. Something happened. Like, they're lying to us. Margaret is probably dead. Like, this, like, something weird is happening. And Bunny
1: just flat out says, you need help. Mm. You are not okay. And you need to stop this.
0: It's so bizarre because the very next scene, Alice is like, totally fine. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. Alice is putting on the performance of a lifetime. Yeah. By pretending everything is fine, she hosts dinner at hers and Jack's home and invites Frank.
0: Yeah. So this is the very next night after, you know, the big blowout company party where Jack was promoted. Yes. And all of Jack and Alice's friends are impressed that Frank, the big boss, is coming because I guess Frank has never gone to any of their houses.
1: Yeah, and they asked Jack, how did you get Frank to come? And he goes, I didn't. Alice invited him and he agreed.
0: Yeah, so Alice is acting completely normal, but you know, you know she's up to something. Also because her friend Bunny didn't even come.
1: Yeah, and the other girls are curious. Yeah,
0: they're gossiping. They're like, what's going on? Listen, there's not a lot to do in this town, okay? <laughs>
1: like, Yeah, Frank and his wife Shelley get there. Alice is in the kitchen getting stuff ready. Frank just wanders in and is like, hey, Alice. It's
0: very weird vibes here. I don't know how to read this. The tension between Frank and Alice is so palpable. And Frank gets really close to Alice. He is almost like whispering in her ear. Frank
1: essentially tells Alice, you are challenging me and... You know what? Like every now and then, it's fun to have somebody that challenges me. and I'm up for a challenge.
0: Right. So in a way, Frank is admitting that he knows Alice is on to him. And he even uh-huh. says, you didn't believe Margaret. So why would anyone believe you? So in that simple statement, he's saying there's something to believe, but no one's going to believe you.
1: Yeah. And then he just casually walks away as if nothing happened.
0: So dinner starts and everyone's sitting at the table. Don't you think it's weird that Alice sits at the head of the table and Frank sits at the foot of the table? It doesn't seem very 1950s of Jack to not take the head of the table.
1: He was going to. She bumped him out of the way because she wanted to sit directly across from Frank. Yeah, at first the dinner is super casual. Everyone's having a conversation And then Alice starts going in, she starts going in with all these questions, asking the new couple how they met, where they honeymooned at.
0: What's crazy is, so Alice asked the new couple, where are you from? And the new couple says, Philadelphia. And Alice says, that's interesting, this other woman's from Philadelphia. And at first, it just seems like a coincidence. But then Alice asks, how did you guys meet? Yeah, they met on a train. And
1: Alice picks up the story and was like, you dropped your ticket and he picked it up and he handed it to you. She starts making all these comparisons to other people in the town with, that's how this person met and that person met. And could you know that all the women here are from Philadelphia
0: or Chicago or Orlando?
1: And people are getting a little bit uncomfy. Yeah. What she's insinuating.
0: You could see everybody at the table is getting uncomfortable because... I don't think they ever thought about it, but it is weird that multiple women met their husbands exactly the same way, that they are all from similar places. And Alice says, there are only so many stories we're told and we're told what to remember until we try to remember something they want us to forget. And things get tense when she says that. Jack even says Alice, like he tries to to shut her down.
1: Yeah, Frank, again... He said he liked a challenge. He tells Jack, no, it's okay. Alice just goes in for the kill and she says, they're lying to us. They're all lying to us. They are keeping us here.
0: She says, Frank is doing something to us. And she also points out, like, think about it. Where does this food come from? All this food is victory project food. Like, are they poisoning us? Are they mind controlling us? Like something is going on.
1: Yeah, and you can tell Jack is getting so frustrated with her. Everyone at the table is uncomfortable. Finally, as Alice is berating Frank, his wife chimes in and essentially tells Alice to shut up, that she will not allow Alice to berate her husband anymore, and that they're leaving. And then she tells Frank she'll be in the car.
0: Yeah, and I think everybody takes that as their cue to leave. Like, okay, time to go. It's a shit show. Everybody ends up leaving. And when Jack comes back to Alice, he is, it's heartbreaking how disappointed he seems because he even says to her like, I just got promoted and you just planned a dinner to sabotage me.
1: And yeah, he's really upset. And he asked her if she feels good about it. And she's like, no, I don't feel good about it. Alice breaks down to Jack
0: and she's like, I don't want to be here anymore. Alice was telling Jack, like, listen, I do think you are incredible and I do think you're going to do great things, but, and I believe in you, but I don't believe in Frank. I don't want to be here anymore. And that's such a powerful thing to say where it's like, I understand that you're ambitious. I understand that you want to move up in this company, but I don't want to be here anymore. It's a big ask. Like, please, can we leave?
1: And he he agrees reluctantly, but he does agree. And she says, but we have to leave now. We had to leave right now tonight. We have to go.
0: Right. So Jack just goes out to the car while she, in true 1950s fashion, whips up quick snacks for the road and grabs their stuff real quick. And she gets in the car and he's just sitting there staring blankly ahead. And she's like, come on, Jack, let's go. It's time to go.
1: And he starts shaking, saying, I'm sorry, I can't. And then the men in red come and take her away. She's screaming. Jack is shaking and crying and saying, I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, he is so torn up. And I don't know, in that moment in time, I'm just like, He thinks she's crazy, right? He thinks something is wrong with her and she needs to be taken away to the hospital. In the context of what's happening in the movie, she does seem crazy.
1: Yeah, she seems paranoid and delusional.
0: Alice gets taken to a hospital. She gets strapped to a bed. She's surrounded by surgeons who are like, they're doing something like they're like zapping her head. It's electroshock therapy. And they're also performing a surgery on her. But this whole event, like her being in a hospital, her having surgery performed on her, it like brings back her memories of her previous life.
1: Yeah, it's not 1950. It's modern day. And Alice is a surgeon. Jack had lost his job and she was like, it's okay, we'll figure it out. I'll take on extra shifts. Mm -hmm. She's working 30-hour shifts at the hospital She comes home and Jack is just, Jack is not it. He doesn't have an accent, first of all. (laughs) Trash immediately. Trash. They live in this crappy apartment. He's not working. He came home and he didn't even make dinner because he's like, I didn't know what you wanted and you never texted me back.
0: Right. So in this memory that she has of what appears to be her real life. She's the super ambitious, hardworking surgeon who is basically carrying the load of the house. Jack is not the sweet, romantic, thoughtful guy that he is, that we have known him to be. Also, like you said, he's American, so he doesn't have an accent, which like, honestly, if you're going to be a bum, like have an accent, have something right. that makes you more charming.
1: <laughs> you can also see that the deterioration of Jack in these memories to where he was clean cut. Then his hair starts growing out. He stops showering. And then somehow he finds the Victory Project.
0: Yeah, he starts listening to Frank's self-help audiobook or whatever it is. Again, just preaching about this really vague opportunity and groundbreaking thing.
1: Yeah, and it's so eerie and weird. But he goes downhill quickly Mm -hmm. when he loses his job. And then his wife is taking on additional
0: shifts. So now he's losing his wife too. In the Victory Project, Jack and Alice are like crazy for each other, like doing it all the time. But in kind of the real world, they were hanging on by a thread. Like Alice seems over him.
1: But also... You can see the desperation that Jack had to keep that thread alive.
0: Yeah, for sure. So the Victory Project in this hospital, they basically reset Alice because the next scene we have is Alice going back to her 1950s neighborhood, just looking yeah. prim and proper and happy, completely back to, quote, normal.
1: Yeah. And she even tells Bunny, oh, my God, I feel so much better. I'm glad to be back. I'm doing fine. But also, she's having some memory problems. Like She doesn't remember some of the people in the neighborhood until she's reminded of them, and then she does remember.
0: Right. She's not 100%. Something is still a little off with her brain. But she seems happy again. She's spending her day cleaning. She's making dinner. And then that night, Jack gets home, and she's getting dinner ready. He puts on a record, and he starts singing a song. Yeah,
1: and this song triggers a flashback to greasy American Jack sitting by Alice's bedside and Alice is like catatonic.
0: In this flashback, Alice is in her bedroom, like in her real life bedroom, and she is strapped to the bed and Jack is singing this song to her. And so now uh-huh. Alice starts having more flashbacks of basically Jack, I don't know what he did to her. He like knocked her out, tied her yes. into the bed and forced her into a simulation. Like she has this crazy thing in her eye that's forcing uh-huh. her eyes open and forcing her to be brainwashed.
1: It's like a forced virtual reality. Yes. And like the men are only allowed to stay in for a certain number of hours per day. So when they go to work, they're actually probably going to work
0: in real life. So essentially this whole world, the Victory Project is a simulation and it's it has to be funded with real money. And so that's where Jack goes every day. He leaves the simulation, he makes money, he comes back. When Alice essentially confronts Jack with her memories and he realizes that she remembers, He is begging for her to understand that he made their lives better.
1: Yeah, he's like, here, you're happy. Here, we are happy. We are perfect. Alice is furious. She says, that doesn't matter. That was my life. And you had no right to take it away.
0: Right, because she didn't go there willingly. He didn't ask her if she wanted to go. He forced her. And also, she was saying, she was like, I was a surgeon. She's almost like, I had shit to do back in the day.
1: Yeah. And he says, you were miserable. You were working all of the time. You were working your life away. And she's like, I liked
0: working. Mm -hmm. Jack is trying to paint it as though he was doing her a favor. when, Because that's what he tells himself to not feel like the bad guy. When in reality, he did this all for himself. You know what I mean? He did this so that he could have this virtual world where she thinks he's like this incredible hero.
1: I think he knew his marriage was in trouble and going to be over soon, and he took extreme measures to make sure that didn't happen.
0: Jack does this weird thing. I don't know what he's trying to do, but he's on his knees begging her to just understand because he's like, now I don't have to lie to you. You can choose to be yeah. here. This can be your choice. And he even says to her, like, because he is upset that she's not more grateful, because he's like, you get to stay here in this perfect world. I have to leave every day and go to work so that you can be here. And he's on his knees and he grabs her by her chest and starts squeezing her.
1: Yeah, she's panicking. I don't I think she's having trouble breathing. She's trying to get him off of her and he's just pulling her in tighter and like trying to hold her arms down. What is he doing? I don't understand.
0: Like I was like is he trying to kill her because he's squeezing her so hard? I don't think he's trying to kill
1: her. I think he's trying to force like physical contact to calm her down.
0: He's trying to be a human straitjacket.
1: Yes. Alice panics. She can't get Jack off of her. She grabs a glass off a table and hits him in the head with it.
0: She bashes him in the head and he just falls to the ground dead. Yeah. I don't know how that works, but it happens. Bunny walks in. Her friend walks in and sees Jack dead on the ground. Alice has blood down her dress. And Bunny is like, you have to get out of here, Alice. They're going to kill you in real life. She's like... When a man dies in the simulation, he dies in real life.
1: Yeah, she's like they're gonna find your body and they're gonna kill you. And Bunny says, "I've known the whole time." And Bunny explains, "No, I chose to be here because here, I'm happy and my kids are alive."
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Bunny chose to be in the simulation so that her kids could be alive in there. But it seems like her husband is there willingly as well because he go out he goes out to work um, to make money.
1: Yeah, so Bunny is in the know. She chose this. She's wanted to be there the whole time. But she tells Alice, you got to get out of here. You got to go. Take Dean's car. Leave. Yeah. Alice doesn't really hustle to get away at first. (laughs) She walks out into the cul-de-sac where they live. And she's just staring at all the neighbors. And as she walks past their house, their porch light on their garage explodes. Mm Mm-hmm. Just these lights start exploding. And then I feel like as the lights start exploding, the other women start to become more aware.
0: So it's spreading. Her awareness is spreading.
1: Her awareness is spreading.
0: There might be other women that are there unwillingly. Like it's probably not just her. I think most of them are there unwilling. Yeah. So this is a very patriarchal experiment. Where it's like yes. the men decide what's best for the women and the men decided that the women needed to be here.
1: Alice finally does hustle and Bunny comes running out of the house telling her, run, bitch, run.
0: And Alice does. Alice takes a car and then the guys in red come out of the woodwork. They each grab a car and it's this epic car chase. She drives out to the desert. The men in
1: red are right behind her following her trying to to keep her from leaving the simulation so they can go kill her actual body
0: we see alice racing down the desert going to that mountain then the car gets stuck and she has to run the rest of the way up girl i felt that i was like girl like cardio cardio is hard
1: lucky for her the car did get stuck sideways so it blocked the other cars from mm-hmm. gaining on her because they have to get out on foot right go around her car and then keep chasing her
0: She obviously was way ahead of them and she was able to get to the top of the mountain to that building. And I guess she knew what she had to do was go up against the glass and kind of touch the glass. And there was a part of her that didn't want to go like right at the last minute.
1: Yeah, she got this vision of Jack behind her, like holding her, basically saying like, it's you and me. It's you and me forever. And for a split second, I think she kind of relishes in the opportunity to just stay here with Jack because she knows Jack is dead.
0: Yeah, but he's dead in the simulation too.
1: I think they could bring him back in the simulation.
0: Oh, I see. This was just a vision and uh, she snaps out of it. She puts her hands in the glass and, you know, we see that those crazy snippets of like going into her eye and I guess she was like, she's being like reverse brainwashed, which is like not a thing, but sure. The screen goes black and you just hear her go. (gasps) Yeah. Gasping awake in the real world.
1: Okay. So I have questions. Like, how long was she in the simulation? Right. How long has her body just been
0: like unconscious, strapped to a bed? Yeah. Does she still have a job? Probably not. But in the real world, she's strapped to a bed, but then she has like IVs. So she's being, she's being kept alive. I don't know too much about medicine, but I feel like it's not enough to just put someone in an IV and just call it a day. I feel like.
1: Oh, you can get like IV nutrition.
0: Keep someone alive in the long
1: term. Not healthily alive But alive But also he was like Squeezing water Into her mouth So like her mouth Didn't dry out But like Does she have Muscle atrophy
0: mm. How is she gonna get Untied from the bed Of Jack is dead Oh my god You're so right So essentially She's gonna wake up In this bed She has this weird device Which is part of The virtual simulation It's in her, It looks like Clamps around her eyeballs holding her eyeballs open and she's strapped Uh in the bed and you're right like how is she gonna get out of there I guess she could start screaming for help it looks like they live in an apartment.
1: Yeah, but still, I have questions about what happens after. How does she explain Jack's dead? Well, actually, the good thing is that she is strapped to the bed. So they probably can't blame her for Jack's death. Well,
0: And I'm sure also if he died in a simulation, there is probably no like physical wounds on his actual body, I would imagine. Because I imagine it's like a mental death. Yeah. Did he just like have like a heart attack? Girl, see, this is why they just ended the movie there, because they were like, you know what? We writers are tired, and we don't feel like wrapping this up any further, okay? We're ready.
1: Let them (laughs) use their
0: imaginations. (laughs) We're already two hours into this shit. Like, we're done. He dead, and we done.
1: Yeah, we... (laughs) (laughs) Figure it out yourselves. I am going to believe Mm -hmm. all of this was blamed on Harold.
0: Yeah. (laughs) AKA Jack.
1: Harold. Harold, how dare you? <laughs> Listen, Harry Styles is hot as fuck, but greasy American Harry Styles, not the vibe, and I don't like it, and I never want him to do that again. Also,
0: I just <laughs> want to note that I am fairly certain that this whole Victory Project thing was like a black market sort of thing. Yeah, Oh. It's kind of creepy, but no, but it's creepy though, because when you think about it, like if you have this underground illegal virtual world, you can do it from anywhere in the world. You don't have to bring people to a location.
1: Yeah. A server can be anywhere. <gasps> That's so creepy. I feel like, is this what Scientology is like? Courtney. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? Scientology is weird. Are we in the simulation? Are we in the Scientology simulation?
1: Uh, Listen, if we were in the Scientology simulation, somebody needs to get their money back.
0: (laughs) We don't like it. We don't like it.
1: If I'm in a simulation, why am I still taking Lexapro? Why am I still fat? This is... No. We are the bad place. (laughs) (laughs) This is
0: the bad place. (laughs) All right, guys. The teapot is empty for today. Don't worry, more bringing it on the way. We'll be
1: back next week with another episode. See you next time. Bye.